listeners, welcome to A Cup of Joe podcast, where we are diving into different perspectives on life, sprinkling some love and appreciation to those around us, and giving you guys a chance to share your thoughts and ideas on the website, www.acupofjoepodcast.com. So sit back, relax, and let me fill up your cup. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Friday. I'm your host, Giovanni J. Smith, but you can call me Joe. You're welcome for that little um, that little song. I just feel like I'm always blessing the people when I give them a good song. You know, love it. We love to see it. Oh, man, you guys, let's get into it because I am very excited for this um, particular episode. I feel like I say that every week, but I am very excited about this episode because I think it's very important that we are hitting um, on this topic. And this topic was given to me. um, I actually thought about this topic just last night. I scratched out everything I was going to. um, I scratched out my last topic that I want to talk about because I thought this was very important to go ahead and. And handle it right now. Um, and so I decided to name this episode Angry Black Women, um, where we are talking about this uh, this title that is given to black women. And so I reached out to a couple of people, only three people, um, and just asked them the question, um, when they hear the statement Angry Black uh, Women, um, what do they think? Uh, what comes into their mind and thoughts? So I decided to kind of get their thoughts. So um, you guys are going to be hearing from uh, three black women who are sharing their experiences or their thoughts on uh, what comes, you know, what strikes up into their soul when they hear um, someone say uh, angry black woman, uh, women or they um, they have a negative uh, tone to it. So um, listen up because we got some good thoughts and then we'll go straight into our episode. For me, it means to not be allowed the chance to feel or express any emotion that dwells with frustration or anger. That term is so proudly used in times when uh, black people, black women want to defend themselves or others, and it feels like their feelings are being dismissed or invalidated. Even in some circumstances, words don't have to be said, but the demeanor of a person says it all. It makes me feel like black women aren't allowed to feel or be anything, but still. Um, when I think of angry black women, I just really think of a stereotype, you know? It kind of, like, just invalidates our feelings or what we think, you know, like, what we're saying because people already have the negative connotation in their mind, like, oh, you know, she's going to go out there and do the most. But in reality, it's what we're feeling. And, you know, sometimes we can't even say how we feel because we already have that stereotype placed upon us. There's only been one instance in my life that I have been called angry. And in that instance, the person who called me angry was actually neither black nor woman. And I remember it like it was yesterday. It was for a group project in college. And I actually was very passionate about the subject. And I was being persistent in a way that I wanted this project to be done. And this person disagreed with me. And in our um, exchange, he called me angry. And I actually wasn't angry at all. But in the process of defending myself and defending my feelings and my passion, I became angry because he was so persistent in calling me angry. It's one of those situations like I'm not mad. But if you keep telling me I'm mad, I'm going to be mad. That's exactly what happened to me in trying to explain that. And I remember at the end of our exchange, like 
to the rest of our teammates, he was in the right because he called me angry and I actually became angry and proved him right. And I think that was in that instance, like I walked away from that situation and other life experiences too taught me that, you know, there, this is, there's this stereotype about black women, right? If a black woman is assertive, if a black woman is passionate, if a black woman is, is loud, then all of those attributes automatically place her in this category of being an angry black woman anytime you choose to speak up about something and it's just rooted in racism and in the history of this country so I, I think over time especially in professional settings I've just learned to kind of suppress my passions and suppress my feelings or actually take time and double check them to make sure that I'm not coming across as angry um, that's just another burden that I think that I live with as a black woman is, is to always be aware of how other people are viewing me. And I'm not always successful at that. Sometimes I fail <laughs> in, in, um, in making, in managing that, but I am very aware that people, um, the U S this world that we're in does not give black women room to really be vulnerable, to be passionate, to be assertive, to be loud. Like we don't get to do that without having a label, like an assumption. Um, and in, in my experience professionally, I, I have seen more white men and women lose their temper professionally or be like emotionally unstable without having any stereotypes, stereotypes given to them. Um, so it, it, it is just one of those microaggressions that we have to kind of move forward with and, and, and move past and be, and I hate that um, the burden of it almost falls on black women to almost eradicate that stereotype. Because a lot of ways we've learned to conform so that we don't get it. So like for me, I've learned to, you know, manage my passions, but I've also learned to even smile more. <laughs> I've been told that my, my face, my resting face without a smile looks intimidating. So I've even learned how to like, okay, when I go into new rooms with new people, smile, please keep smiling so that it's not um, misconstrued in any way. But I think that the stereotype and uh, of an angry black woman is definitely one of those microaggressions that we, especially as Christians, people who believe in God, need to be aware of. It's not something that you should say to a black woman. And it, when you think it, you need to ask yourself, okay, if a white man was acting in the exact same way that she is, would I think that white man is angry? Would I call that white man an angry white man if he was exhibiting the exact same emotions, expressions, whatever this black woman is doing? And if your answer is no, then yeah, that is based that that is based in racism, and it, it that that deserves a heart check. Mmm. Well. Whew, we have a lot to discuss. Now, some of y'all are probably wondering why did I um, scratch my last <laughs> my last uh, uh, topic? Why did I change this at the last minute? Um, I was speaking to um, a good friend of mine and she was expressing how she was at work in a meetup, just uh, having an inter interaction with one of her um, uh, co-workers and how he uh, told her blatantly in her face um, that she was an angry black woman woman. And so we spent uh, probably hours kind of talking about um, our own experiences, um, how we feel suppressed sometimes um, in our work areas and how we could not express our, ourselves the way that our other co-workers could um, because we are black women. So I decided to go on a, a nice journey um, 
of research and just trying to get more information on this. And so that happened late last night uh, for me um, until early in the morning of just getting more information. And I probably could have done more. um, I could have probably gotten a lot of people's um, uh, top uh, more opinions about this, especially from black women. But um, I I was just very set on trying to I was very set on trying to to get this out for today. So I looked up a bunch of articles, um, read a lot of um, just read a lot of just reviews from different books, kind of went through all the social media platforms of big um, influencers, black women who have expressed that. And I came across um, a Forbes article, Forbes magazine, an article um, by uh, where they did a, a a research. So a Columbia University professor, Kimberly Crenshaw, um, was has done research uh, that the intersectionality of the black women's experience is unique to that of black men and white women. So she asserts that the double minority status of black women makes them more vulnerable to further marginalization. So some of the questions that she just asked was, you know, how can black women overcome the angry black woman stereotype in the workplace? What can organization do to stop this stereotype from persisting? Now, we know that um, there are a lot of women, if you are listening to this, that this this just doesn't happen in the workplace. It could happen anywhere. You could hear this anywhere. You could be in the store. You could be at church, wherever you want to be. Right. And so there was a lot of things that I thought about. And if I... If I had to um, speak for myself, a lot of this would I could if a lot of this would be geared to my own workplace. It doesn't happen a lot, but there's there's some things where for me, I feel like I need to kind of suppress how um, I want to express myself or I kind of check my feelings. Right. So one of the things that she um she had answered uh, for this was like, number one, you need to educate yourself. I'm pretty sure she's talking about people who are working with black women and uh, black female workers, right? Um, so she states a little bit about like part of the problem and the reason why the stereotype persists is a lack of awareness that this ter- stereotype exists as well as a lack of understanding regarding the black woman women's experience. So there's there are a number of different books that detail the black women's experience. I'm pretty sure, um, especially in the time that we're in, in the season that we're in, where um, the black community is experiencing a lot of racial tension, um, we are now getting more into a uh, into a, a, uh, a conversation of how we can be loving and also good allies to the black people, but I'm also thinking like, how can you be a good ally to black women? How can you love and understand them, right? So I feel like black women are so beautiful. They're just beautiful, beautiful creatures. My goodness, I I saw a picture of Viola Davis. Um, I think it was for Vanity Fair magazine, and she was photographed by the first black photographer. And y'all, she looked beautiful. I mean, gorgeous. Her skin, her, oh gosh, the hair. It was just amazing. And she talks, um, Viola Davis talks about how, talks about her career as a black woman, um, how she has gotten the same sort of the credentials, credentials went through the same, uh, went through the same career paths as some of her white, um, 
uh, co-workers or white actresses and still um, people do not uh, pay her what she's worth and there's more into that but if you want to check out the story I would say check out Vanity Fair on on Instagram look it's a it's a great great awesome awesome article but um but it's it's very very important that you educate yourself right education is a powerful tool in dismantling prejudice and racist ideals um, so a lack of understanding and awareness of the experiences this is um, this is uh, Kimberly Crenshaw as well as the the author who wrote this um, Janice uh, Gasman she's a senior contributor for Forbes magazine and excuse me if I messed up her name but she states in this article is that education is a powerful tool it is um, in dismantling prejudice and racist idea uh, ideals and so when we have a when there's a lack of understanding Understanding and awareness of the experiences of different groups of people who don't look like you, uh, it only widens the perceived gap, right? So I I always tell people who who are working with black. Um, people, uh, whether they're black young adults or youth, you have to take time to learn more about them. So take time to learn more about your black female co-workers. So, um, and I know some of you guys are kind of picking up, like, is Joe doing the solutions as well? So um, I'm pretty sure I am. So we're, we are just, we're, I'm integrating everything together, right? So educate yourself. And I know there's probably some people like, I've been reading since... I've been reading since George Floyd. I've been reading and reading and reading and blah, blah, blah. Like, what else can I do? I, and for me personally, it's all about listening to people's story. So I've mentioned this time and time uh, again on this this uh, podcast, and maybe this is your first time hearing it, but I live with two white women who, um, if there was a war, a civil war to break out, um, I have the utmost confidence in them that they would fight for, for me. They would be in the front lines for me. They are true allies. They um, they are so protective of my... Um of who I am as a black woman, right? And so they have seen um, all sides of me. They have seen me with my my natural fro. They've seen me with, with braids and not one... Not once have they tried to touch my hair, not once have they tried to pretend to be black women, not once have they tried to insert their culture into mine. So I have been so um, grateful to have uh, women like Heather and Hannah who fully understand and they know their place and they know how to let me fully thrive as a black woman. Now, not, that's not to say that I they I am asking for their permission to... Um, to, to be fully who I am um, what I'm ex- what I'm saying is that um, I don't feel I don't feel like I cannot be myself when I'm around them right and then there are moments I remember there was one time where um, I was with a, a group of group of friends uh, it was uh, mutual friends we we all know one another and Hannah, we were all playing spades. It was me and and three other black women. We were playing spades and Hannah was just, um, she was ready to jump into the next round, whoever was going to, whoever was going to be tired. But in the middle of like us playing, I did, I realized that she wasn't there anymore and she went on a walk with someone else. And, um, she later told me she's just like oh how how was space I was like it was so great she's like yeah I was like why didn't you jump in she's like no I felt like you you just needed that time like I didn't need to be there and I real I, and I I recognize that 
she gave me the space to connect with my black sisters. She gave me the space to fully live in my blackness. And so that's something that that's just an I that's just something that um, I just deeply appreciate. Right. So um, another thing that this article goes more into um, that I really um, resonate with is they talk about expressing yourself, how black women express themselves. They're like, you know, although the angry black woman stereotype can lead to negative workplace experiences and outcome, one groundbreaking study found that because black women are more likely to be thought as assertive, dominant and exhibiting traits often associated with the white with white male leaders, they um they were not um they were not penalized for displaying these traits these traits whereas their white female and black male counterparts were so um all this is saying is that um and i think you you heard the the last girl jessica is you know um there is often um there's often this mentality of that like if black women uh assert themselves become very powerful you know they come off powerful if they speak up for what is right then they are being angry they're being too much but if their white counterpart does it um, specifically white male leadership um, then it's not a big deal so there is a almost like a tug of war pull I know there for me there have been many experiences where I have been in a room as a black woman with other white male um, male leaders and I have been very um, I have been very honest and open in the things that um, I stand for I've been very honest and open in how we should do things and I have I have seen you know for, for my eye I like with my own eyes I have seen people you know kind of like get you know start you know, pulling back. They start trying to shush me down or saying, I don't understand. And then five minutes later, my white counterparts, my white male counterparts could do the same exact thing and could, and could come off rude, could come off disrespectful, but nothing is done. And so it becomes, um, it's, it's just unfair. Right. And what comes out of that is, um, Sometimes um, black women will um, repress emotions like anger um, or, you know, or just trying to express or show like they will repress their emotions uh, for fear of adhering to the angry black woman stereotype. So which actually ends up being more damaging in the long run. Right. So they bought like I feel like for me, there's moments where I bottle my emotions um, be, and it's an unhealthy practice. But I think there are moments where I'm like, I'm just trying to get to the day and I don't want somebody to shut me down. I don't want anyone to to shut me out. I don't want anyone to think that I'm being too angry that I'm being to this. And so there is so much um, to this whole stereotype of the angry black woman. Now, we are going to take a break, get into a sprinkle of excellence, and I'm going to give you guys more solutions. Stay tuned. Hey, it's your girl, Joe. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversations, share your idea and topics, go ahead and check us out on the website, www.acupofjoepodcast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Joe. Who could it who could it be? One day I'm gonna get on the I'm gonna have somebody just come on to see um if you guys will catch like, hey, this is your girl Joe and, and be like, that's not Joe's voice, but hey. 
whatever. Listen, before we get back to this episode, I want to get to what? A sprinkle of excellence. Oh, goodness, where we are uplifting, highlighting those who are doing great things in their lives and community and or anywhere else. And today's candidate is Jessica Pierre. You would have heard her voice. She was the last person to speak um, in, in during this episode. Listen, Jessica is one of my longtime, very, very close friends. I have known her since I was a, a teenager. She is just a ray of sunshine. She is so beautiful, so funny, wise. The girl is connected to Jesus, y'all. I'm telling you, when we get to heaven, she is going to be standing on the right side of Jesus, okay? That's how well connected she is with the Lord. I promise you. I'm I'm sure she takes she goes to heaven on the weekends you know, do a little sabbatical in heaven and then come back and just live her life. That's just me. So listen, she is overall a great sister, a great aunt, a great wife. She's just an amazing person. So please put your fingers together as if you were sprinkling some blueberries on your lemon pound cake and give it up for Jessica Pierre. Yes. Um, let me go to the lemon pound cake um, recipe. So I found a recipe uh, where you can make a lemon blueberry lemon pound cake um, in it, and it looks amazing. I mean, it, it it I just looked up the recipe. I don't know why I was looking up lemon pound cake, and then I looked up, you know, can you add things into lemon pound cakes? Thank God for Pinterest. So I looked that up in the pictures, y'all. It looks amazing. It looks great. Um, also, I had several pe- people tell me that they um, tried the watermelon um, mojito smoothie from Tropical Smoothie. Now there was a, a couple. There's two people who said, "Ah, Joe, it's too sweet." Now I don't know if I said this in the last episode, but you can substitute the sugar for honey. So when you go in there, say, "I want the watermelon." Uh, mojito smoothie or you can get the guava mojito and y'all the guava I've had it um, this past week it is amazing so when you go to tropical smoothie and please do it quickly y'all because at the end of this month they're stopping it why do I know that don't worry about it Um, so when you go you'll ask for the watermelon or the guava mojito uh, smoothie from uh, from Tropical Smoothie, and instead of added sugars, so just tell them, may I have honey instead of added sugars? And let me tell you, that drink is a what? A slap. And that's on that, period. It's amazing, guys. So you're welcome. Please, y'all, please, 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 The it goes away in the end of July. It's like one of them drinks that, you know, it's only there for the summer, and then all of a sudden you're you you're in August trying to figure out where the drink at and they didn't give you no heads up. So there you go. Am I salty that it's leaving at the end of the month? Yes, but we're not going to talk about that. Okay. So we have been talking about, um, the stereotype, uh, angry black woman stereotype and what that looks like. And I, if you're just, you know, if you forgot, I kind of went on this whole deep dive of trying to understand more to try to see people's, um, uh, listen to some, uh, listen to some interviews. Look at some books, and I stumbled upon a Forbes magazine, um, a Forbes uh, article that was um, written by Janice uh, Gasman. She, she's a senior cr- uh, contributor, and um, 
a Columbia University professor, Kimberly Crenshaw, does this whole research on what um, the black women's experience in a working environment. Uh, So we talked about educating yourself, expressing yourself and for me, I just wanted to um, I wanted to add this in. This is just what I thought about um, as I was looking at this. And this is from all of my black queens. Check in on yourself. I know that we go through a lot as black women. We go through a lot. We experience a lot. We repress a lot of our emotions. So make sure you're doing yourself some daily check-ins. Make sure that you are giving time and space uh, for yourself, giving some self care some love um, I am big on stretching and doing yoga um, in the morning so I will wake up uh, every day around five uh, six o'clock in the morning and the first thing that I do is um, I when I say my prayers but I, I go ahead and I just I just need to stretch because I feel like I hold a lot of tension in my body and I think we experience that we we hold a lot of tension in our body and sometimes we just need to stretch or go to um, go to uh, the chiropractor and get readjusted or go on a run. Whatever you need to do. If you need a bake, make some bread. However, whatever makes you feel great, this is the time for that. So um, I want to speak to all my black queens. If you are out there experiencing this, if somebody has said this to you, you are loved, you are known, and you are amazing and you are beautiful. Okay. Um, and one thing I will say, wrapping up, uh, wrapping up this for those who, um, for those who work with black women um, and and have um, black coworkers, either way, this could go. This could go with black coworkers, black women, however it is. But please use your voice to amplify uh, the voices of black women. You know, learning more about how you can contribute, uh, can, how you can be contributing to the problems. You know, speaking out when people are um, out of pocket, when you know they should not be saying these stuff. So using your voice, using your um, um, uh, your privilege um, to to amplify the voices and calling people out, right? So just call it out. So um, ugh, I love this. I may do a second episode on this, honestly. Um, and I may just, you know what? That's what I'm going to do, y'all. I'm going to do a second episode, um, probably not next Friday, but I'm going to do this, um, this another episode on the angry black woman, and I'm going to invite some guests. Um, I know we've we've had some crazy <laughs> months, but um, I want to do a second episode because I think it's very important that we're getting to uh, we are um, peeling back the layers of this whole topic. Uh, listen, the top this whole discussion does not have to stop. I want to hear from you guys, so please, please, please. Just reach out. You can reach out to me on my Instagram, S underscore Jova, or you can um, follow the website, www.acupofjoepodcast.com. I want to hear and know you guys, please. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye. Well, my good friends, that is a wrap for me. Stay blessed, not stressed, clean, but don't be mean. I am your girl, Joe, always ready to fill up your cup. Peace.